What's up, everybody? It's Hotline Link episode 134, and boy, do we have a show for you tonight. No guest, because there's just too much to talk about, that if we had a guest, it would slow down the conversation too much, we wouldn't get to all of it. And so we have purposely decided that Mark and I will command all of the conversation tonight so that we can get through all the mega things that have happened this week. I can't wait. Show starts now. We don't have intro music, but this is where it would go. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happened this week. Um, C9 sucks. TSM's great. Uh, TL is still pretty good. Uh, Golden Guardians is pretty good. FlyQuest is pretty good. Bottom four teams, not so much. EG doesn't know what they are, but they're probably bad. Um, we got some bingo stuff going on. Sorry, that wasn't a good vibe. It was supposed to be good vibes only. Yeah, good vibes only. Shit. I already ruined it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we good vibes. We had some bingo. I, I, apparently, I won people a lot of shit. I didn't really do anything, but you know. Yeah, masterwork chest. You probably get Riot probably gave out like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff based off of you completing your bingo board. If you think about I mean, it, I, I don't know how much Elementalist Lux costs, but I had two people tweet Elementalist Lux at me. Yeah. And that's people who bothered to find me on Twitter and tell me that this, this happened. So I got to imagine there's a handful more who didn't. And then Elemental's Lux is basically the most expensive skin, right? I think so. It's definitely one of the most expensive. Say at least in the highest the tier. Expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to imagine that they uh, they put a lot of money out for free to you guys. Yeah. Well, good job, Mark. Uh, I will say one thing that we should probably touch on. I don't know how much you want to touch on it, Mark, but um, I could touch on it. Is we had like the... In the past week, the Neom thing occurred. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good vibes only. Well, so here, here's my take. So, one, I don't want to be dismissive of it being a serious issue because it is a serious issue. Riot fucked up big time. And I really feel bad for all of the LEC casters that like put their jobs on the line, essentially, um, to protest the decision to have the sponsor. So all that being said, I also did kind of, kind of find it a little humorous because of just how obvious it was to me that this thing was going to get canceled. Like it was so crazy to me that they even announced it in the first place. Cause I was like, no, you have not partnered with them. This is, you will we'll have to apologize and cancel this thing within the next five minutes, you know? And I didn't know if it was going to be like a week, you know, actually to their credit, I think, um, I mean, to their discredit, they partnered with them in the first place. To their credit, they canceled it really quickly. But my God, um, I I was like, it is so obvious to me that this is not going to stick around. Oh my, it's just, it was crazy. Yeah, and well, and then, I mean, I guess one of the reasons it's, it's kind of surprising a little bit is also like the next day, apparently, something happened and a bunch of people were upset because there were a bunch of tweets by Ryan. Yeah, so from what I heard... There was like a meeting with Riot leadership, like a, a sort of like town hall or something. Um, and I think it was probably like for full time employees. That's why Mark wouldn't wouldn't be aware. Yeah, but I but never like, get to go to those. I guess leadership did not do a very good job of addressing the concerns uh, that people had. And I I don't like I don't know all the details, so I don't want to you know say exactly what what happened or whatever. I don't think it was anything really atrocious. But I, my understanding is not like they defended the decision. It's just like people expected, you know, hey, here's all the ways we fucked up. Here's all the ways we're going to do better, blah, blah, blah. And I think 
people just didn't really get what they wanted from leadership out of it. And since then, I've heard that um, the CEO sent out a big email and uh, has like apologized for how they didn't do a good job of addressing it in the town hall and blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, definitely an interesting week for LEC and, and Riot and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, it was also one of those things too, where like I felt bad for a lot of the, the casters and well, because and the people like publicly work on LEC or whatever who came out about not being supportive of the sponsorship because it, it brought out like so many of like the whatabouts, you know, yeah. out of the woodworks and like, well, what about China and what about Nestle and what about Shell? Yeah, and it's like there's degrees of, you know, control over your situation. Like no one can stop no one has a time machine to go back and stop riot from being bought by 10 cent in 2011 or whatever, or, you know, all that stuff. And so like, this is something that's in their control. It's a product they directly work on making a decision that they felt they had the influence to stop. So they made a big stand about it, you know, like, well, I think, yeah, Frost said, and I, I think in her initial Reddit post, like before a lot of the trolls came out on Twitter and Reddit, like this is, you know, she was particularly upset about this because it's, something she works directly on, you know, like the casters were being asked to go out there and like promote, uh, this organization directly. Uh, you know, it's a, a very different situation. And I think, you know, the biggest question is, um, you know, why, why I've heard people say like, well, why would you protest this and not other things? Okay. If riot, if the casters went to Riot and said, we're not going to promote this and we will not be on broadcast until it gets changed. Guess what happens? The sponsorship ends. If they went out and said, until you change the ownership of this company, <laughs> we will not go on broadcast. Guess what happens? You get Fine. new casters. You know, <laughs> like there's there's there are differences in what people can can do. Um, there's actually a really and, great. Oh, go ahead. Well, sorry, I was gonna say like, and just the idea that like if you protest one thing but not another, you must be morally you know corrupt or have some sort of like yeah ambivalence to the other thing or you know it's just like reads too far into it and it's like if you're not going to stand for everything well then just don't stand at all it's like is that what your what's what your point is yeah it's like you know also like that, that kind of logic applies to everything like the u.s has committed war crimes at some point i pay taxes i'm paying for those war crimes in a really fucked up logic kind of way i shouldn't live in the united states i should evade taxes like what do you like you know like when you start playing these these super ridiculous like you know, oh, well, you didn't do that thing, and you so you must not care about the other thing. It's like, well, no, I just mean, like, what do you what do you want? Yeah, what, there's what, a... What are, you, what are you trying to get people to do when you start talking this way? I don't understand. You you don't want them to do this? I, I won't say what show, because I don't want to spoil it, because it's a, kind of a plot point, but there's a show that I watched a while back where the idea was that uh, people go to heaven or hell based off of how many, like, good points they accumulate in their life. And eventually no one is able to get into heaven anymore because the world has become so complicated that like you decide to um, go, you decide to small, start uh, support small business, which is a good point. But then that small business can't like, they don't get organic products. They get other stuff that has a ton of pesticides on it. And, or like that farming like contributes to climate change. And so then they, you're like, your all of our points are negative. Like the world has gotten so complicated that even yeah. when you try to do the good thing, all the other like side effects of doing it um, end up being getting you a ton of negative points, and so it's it's and it's it's really interesting the way they kind of talked about yeah. how complicated the world has gotten now. 
I mean, it's it's the kind of thing where it's like when people are doing the right thing, you probably shouldn't try and shame them for doing it. Is is the ultimate takeaway I come? Yeah. It's like, do I think what what people were doing was good? Yes. Does that mean that people can't do more good? No. But like, you don't shame them for not. I don't know. It's such a ridiculous yeah. point. It's like, listen, if people want to pick their battles and make their stands like good for you, I'm glad you're at least doing something. The only other thing I will say that is is interesting is like. Man, how many times in the past year or so have you and I had to talk about like social <laughs> issues or like it is it actually insane how you know people for a long time you know still get this stuff sometimes they're like don't talk about politics and esports it's like actually we're just at a point where like I don't think you could say leave it out because all this stuff is intermingled the amount of times that like like this election for instance will probably have an impact on how many players are able to compete in the LCS from other regions in the future. You know what I mean? Like visa issues are a huge thing right now and they've changed over the course of the past four years in terms of how easy it is to get them. And like, there are so many things that are intrinsically tied um, that we decide on, on a government level or social level or anything like that to the way that esports and the LCS and everything. Yeah, functions. And, and it's, it's one like, thing if like you and I just started talking about like random policies, but this is like right. literally a sponsorship in the LEC that we're talking about, or this is a global pandemic that has, you know force everyone indoors to be remote it's like we're not yeah. we're not seeking this shit out yes yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you know it's just like i would i mean trust me i don't like this is not it's not like oh golly gee mark thank god we've got something political or controversial or like a social thing to talk about on hotline league this week um <laughs> it's i think you and i would rather talk almost exclusively about uh the games and all that stuff at least on this show uh but Obviously, like things probably in, in most of my life too. I mean, yeah. I understand that's that's a position of privilege, but you know, it's like right. I I'm not a very well educated person on some of these topics, and I or in general, know. I find. You know what? That's a good point. The things I'm educated on are largely worthless. Yeah, that's true. By the way, if talk TikTok goes away, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, so, so, all right. Anyway, let's get into. Wait, what, what do you mean TikTok went away? You haven't heard about that? Oh, Microsoft buying TikTok. Or well, something? My, yeah, because they they have to buy it otherwise by September fifteenth. Otherwise, it's banned. It's just it's a, that was making a funny side tension. I didn't get it. What it's okay. You're about? not very educated. Um. Anyway, let's. <laughs> good vibes, Hotline League. Um, <laughs> These were all good vibes, right? They said it with a smile. Um. <laughs> Okay, so we got that going on. Um, obviously, this weekend, pretty big. Really cemented the idea of C9 in a free fall. Um, they've slid to third place. or se No, they're tied for second, right? Um, but probably are not going to finish first, unless I'm looking at math wrong. And I think that's a pretty huge deal. Uh, TSM and TL definitely feel like they're on the rise. A lot of people were saying TL didn't deserve their wins but i feel like they are looking way more solid does anyone actually say they don't do, i don't i feel like that's such a straw man so sorry to tangent but like every time someone's like oh man you know people are saying tl doesn't deserve their wins i don't think anyone has said that i think what people say is that they're fucking boring and like the way that they play is largely capitalizing on mistakes and people make mistakes in north america and it's not going to work when you go international i mean i think in the middle of the split especially a lot of people were saying like it doesn't feel like tl is winning these games it feels like the other team is losing them which I, I get that you're saying like it's capitalizing on on mistakes or whatever, but there's a <laughs> there's a line at a certain point in time where like 
if the other team just started straight inting, I don't think you'd be like, good job, TL, I like capitalizing on that mistake, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, that's that's how it is. Like, you can you can have impressive wins that make people excited, and TL usually doesn't do that. Right. Uh, but it's like, that's, that's where so, the, so, most of the criticism comes from, is that it's like not impressive or exciting. Well, I think there's two things. People... Good. Like I saw in the Broxa, I did an interview with Broxa. Uh, people can go check that out. But I saw in the Reddit thread for that interview, people were saying like, "Hey, TL plays the least amount of champions. Um, you know, they're they're boring to play, whatever." But I do think that some of those mid split games, it did feel as though like they were they didn't look like a dominant team. They didn't look like they were outplaying their other the other team. It would be like the other team would just. I don't know, throw or like stick around in there. Yeah, but I feel like that that conversation kind of died around like now. That's what I'm saying. Now it's done. But it died in week five. Once once they were one game back from C9, which I think was like the end of week five, and TSM had fallen behind. I need to go look at the schedule, and maybe it's not even worth doing it. But I thought week six had some games that they won where it looked really unconvincing. Yeah, but by by record alone, remember how there's there's that big tie at four and two for like who's going to be legit out of this grouping of four and two teams in week yeah. three. And by week five, TL was the only team still left looking any kind of legit. Yeah, by, by week five, TL was eight and two, and, and TSM was six and four, which was the next closest team. Hmm. So like by week five, I think everyone was like, okay, TL is at least the second best team in the league. And that has not changed since then. And now it's like, okay, they, they could even be the best. Well, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of calls about it. Uh, obviously, you know, you guys can... Call in if, if you disagree with Mark, call in and, and uh, tell him why he's wrong. And if you good luck, uh, <laughs> good vibes. If you disagree, if you if you think, hey, maybe like TL has always been really great and they've been, you know, undervalued or whatever throughout the whole split, we can talk about that. Uh, it seems like there are some other big things that were talked about this this week that I am forgetting to bring up. Oh, by the way, I really like the. Uh, Medios and Sneaky Co-Stream. I really I think it's a watch any because you know obviously yeah, it's, I watched yeah. uh, the last couple games on Sunday and I thought it was it was pretty fun. I mean they make a lot of references to parts of the body that I don't think you guys would ever reference on the LCS broadcast <laughs> uh quite randomly for no reason, but I I did I really enjoyed the kind of like the more chill vibes uh for that co-stream, so I just wanted to shout it out. Um, I thought that was a really cool thing that happened. There's um, a lot of CLG takes, dude, and we're we're good vibes, right? Oh yeah, so we're not touching these. The world's the <laughs> we could. I mean, we is could take possible? a CLG it's take. It's good... just like I can predict how the CLG take is going to go. They're going to say like, Madison's Square Garden should sell sell CLG, or the all the management should step down, or they should explode the roster and restart. You know, like I. I don't mind taking one of those. It's just like, is it going to be any different from a call, a CLG call that we've taken at any other given point? There's not much to say. It's like, okay, yeah, it went from one and seven to one and nine. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, by the way, yeah, Optic Balls points out that uh, World Announcement came out. I completely forgot about that. But yes, we should talk about Worlds, how they're going to do it, et cetera. I mean, I think that was, I kind of forgot about it because we had, you know, it had already been reported that this was what they were going to do, but think if people have opinions about it or this is going to be big maybe you think na will do better because there won't be a big audience there or maybe you think it shouldn't be happening i don't know um world stuff to talk about i think is good and then i guess just general predictions uh mark let me ask you do you think it's easy now to say like these are the four or five good teams in the lcs i feel like 
after kind of a mix of times we now kind of know who are the good ones. Yeah, I think um, I know people don't love regular seasons because any single game like a team can win and it might not be reflective of their their skill level. But over the course of 18 games, you start getting to be pretty reflective of your skill level. Like, I don't think closet CLG is a monster in best of fives. I don't think, you know, Dignitas is just waiting to get into, you know, a long series to really show their stuff in the same way. I don't think TL is going to collapse as soon as you're in a full five game series or anything. So, you know, I, I think what we've seen so far does feel pretty legit. I think teams also improve or get worse o- over those stretches of time, you know? Um, so I do think TSM is improving based off even, you know, just the stuff that Doublelift and Bjergsen and some of them have said in their interviews in, in TSM Legends, like they were struggling with shot calling and, and how to play the game. They benched Biofrost, Treats came in, then there were too many people talking and they had to sort that out. And then coming to this week, Doublelift said that their scrims were great, you know? And so, you know, maybe TSM was improving during that time. And now we're starting to see how, how good they really are. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, best of ones or, or something was ruining their ability to show that earlier in the split, you know? I, yeah. I, I so, mean, it's, it's interesting. I guess that was a weird way of saying I think we are seeing, you know, the, the true skill of teams. Thank you and, for and the follow-up because I, yeah. I didn't really know where you went there. You lost. Sorry, I, it was it was this thing that I kind of started tangenting on how fans usually talk about, like, are, yeah. are these really the best teams? And it's usually an attack of best of ones. So I was like. I, I really want to go back and find, if anybody remembers the episode of Hotline League or whatever, feel free to message me. But there was an episode of Hotline League, maybe in the spring or maybe in the very beginning of the summer, where I was saying to Mark, and I forget who our guest was, maybe it was Raz or whatever, I was just like, listen, LCS always plays out the same. It always ends up being TLTSM <laughs> yeah, yeah, Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. And you guys were like, oh, what does it always end up being that? Blah, 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 blah. And I just look and I'm like, what are we looking at in the standings right now? TLTSM C9 ahead of the pack. And like, I think right now, if you predicted three teams to go to Worlds, people would predict those three. So it just... Everything stays the same in this league. Uh, I'm somewhat envious of LEC and their like crazy storylines. Wait, understand. they've only had two teams ever win. I know, but this split is what I'm talking about right oh, now. Okay. I like, thought you meant like just. I in almost general. somewhat wish you were you and the guest whoever it was were right on that episode because maybe it was an arrow. I feel like it was a golden guard. Maybe Raz or now. Um, I I think it'd be fun if like. I don't know, EG or 100 Thieves or somebody was like popping off and everything felt great. But uh, it always ends up, it always ends up the same at the end of the day. Um, anyway, uh, Tricera9v says, yo, get on with the show. So we got to. I don't know if you this know going. this, but this was also the show. This is currently the show. Yeah. There is they just want the calls. People don't like to hear us talk, Mark. Good vibes. All right, you should want to explain how the show works? A hostless caller show. We just randomly pull callers and they start debating, and you and I just sit in the background, and not say yeah. anything. Then, Tricera, to his or her credit, says, "Ah, my bad." So, so we're <laughs> we're good. They didn't know it was the show had started, and, and frankly, who blames them? Uh, okay, yeah, we, we need like a, the show is is going on versus like tech difficulties. Yeah. We need we need a, a, a like a green light or a yellow light or yes. a red light in the left corner. By the way, I forgot to say at the start of the show, but shout out to Alienware for sponsoring. We'll we'll do the Alienware break later on. But Mark, you want to explain how the show works for Tricera, for instance, who might not know that it's actually I'm, the show? Because we got plenty of people talking in already. We don't need them. The uh, the rooms are packed tonight. Okay. Yeah, I knew we'd have a lot of a lot of takes. Uh, but by the way, if you are a sub, 
Well, first off, if you need to know how the show works, type instructions in the chat. It'll tell you. Uh, if you are a sub, feel free to uh, think your Twitch and Discord so that you can get access to the subtopics channel. And Mark checks that too. It, it moves a little slower. Uh, either way, uh, is there? I guess I guess we're ready for you to start pulling people. Want to go off and, and do that adventure, uh, which he is doing right now. Shout out to a couple different people uh, who I saw subbed while we started the show. The Heel, a Liberi, J Paris eleven thirty eight, Smoke Dog, Nas twenty four, I am Elvis four, and uh, Othu. Looks like oh, Mark's still not back yet. Uh, UCF Xantha, am I saying that right? Uh, Wiggles, Khalil six seven one, and Mikhail is here. Mikhail, great name by the way. Big, big thank, thank you. Name. Had a had a friend named Mikhail growing up. Also a great character in a book series I read recently. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from uh, Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. Holding it down in Seattle. What do you want to talk about on the show? <clears throat> so my take is uh, Golden Guardians will take the third spot of Worlds, overtaking TL, since I believe that TSM can get the second spot of Worlds. Sorry, what's who's the three teams that are going? C9 first, uh, TSM second, and Golden Guardians will take the third spot. Okay. I, I know that you this is more a call about Golden Guardians, but I am very curious more about the TL take. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, like it was funny I'm to gonna them say, compare over, them. Overtake TL, but it's like, wait, they're in first. They're overtaking, you know, three teams. Then, but I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Okay. What? Why do we have all these Golden Guardian simps that are always calling to the show? I don't know. Um, okay. So, <laughs> what? Why is this your take? So I'll compare Golden Guardians to. TL first, since I guess that's the more controversial topic. So I think Golden Guardians win to C9 looked very nice. And I think if you compare player by player to TL, um, Golden Guardians should beat them in a game since their last game versus each other has been a while. What do you think about the support matchup? I think the bot lane can be dictated by FBI being better than tactical. Mark, is FBI better than tactical? I feel like the support difference is bigger than the ADC difference in that lane. Who he's been good recently, man. He hasn't been been making mistakes. Yeah, didn't wasn't Core GG up until and maybe still recently, like in the MVP candidate running. Yeah, for is sure. FBI in the MVP candidate running? No. As I said, support difference. Um, okay, <laughs> narrative so... disguised as analysis. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> That's been my shtick for eight years. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Mikhail, uh, do you want to expand on this, or or do you want to just rest on the player, like the the lane by lane situation? Um, I think it's also going to be the jungle difference too. Um, Broxa has not been doing anything productive towards like the mid to back end of this of this season, or I guess split you could say. And I think um, closer will definitely show up with the mid mid jungle duo as well as maybe top duo as well uh mark fbi in his interview on the broadcast uh just very casually that closer is probably the best jungler in the league do you think that's true who said that fbi he's good he's really really good i think i do think he's a little people are putting him as the as the as the best jungler in the league he's probably top three top four but i i don't have him as as the best 
you know who would who would pit us best? Blabber, I guess. Blabber and Santorin, I think, are both better. Um, Blabber's struggling a lot more right now, but like, not like Closer didn't struggle earlier in the split on his Nidalee games where he couldn't yeah. get anything done. So, like, I don't, I, I think uh, right now Closer's playing better than Blabber, but is he straight up better? I don't think so. Blabber's been better for longer, and you know, maybe he's slumping right now, but uh, Santorin's actually been fucking amazing. I don't think people give give Santorin enough credit. He, he would actually, if I like ended the split right now, like, he could be my, my first pro vote for, for Jungler. He's, he's that good. Mikhail, do you think TL is the best team in the league right now? I do not. Well, we're... he doesn't even think they're better than TSM or C9. Yeah, yeah so I'm a so... C9 fan, and that's why I think they go first. So you think, you think, it sounds like you think TL is the fourth best team in the league right now. Yes. All, uh, memes aside, but yeah. I feel like that's really hard to. Yeah, I mean, that's what's like, if you want standings. to make the, the, the point that Golden Guardians is great, you know, I was ready to talk a lot more about Golden Guardians in this take. Because uh, I actually think they're really good, and I actually think Worlds does seem like slightly possible. I'm a little concerned about their best of five, but like, I'm pretty hot on Golden Guardians too. But to to randomly decide TL is the team not making it is where I'm like, Wait, yeah, well, that's the problem. Because because I know you want to talk about Golden Guardians, Mark, and, and we can. It's just yeah, as we're getting into the take, it's just tough because like Golden yeah, Guardians with, uh, getting third and making sneaking into Worlds. Is not as crazy to me as Team Liquid doesn't go to Worlds and is the fourth best team in the league. Like that is a hotter take, and it's more difficult for me to take that. Um, oh, yeah, I'm with you. So, okay, Mikhail, do you have any other expanding points you want to make on any of this stuff? I think Golden Guardians can have more. Um, I'll say like dynamic play styles versus TL because that that game against C9 didn't look that great to me. I think C9 kind of had a weird draft. And I think Golden Gardens has more lanes to play through than TL does. So I think um, I, I kind of agree with, with the points that you're making. I think the problem, though, is that Golden Guardians have good side lanes. Uh, both Hauntzer and FBI and, and who he are kind of naturally lane winning. Closer is a really good jungle. I know I was just kind of saying I think there's better candidates, but I still think Closer is really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, and so then you have a supportive mid laner in DeMonte. Uh, who can still obviously play well. He played the Syndra and crapped on Niski. So like, I'm not saying he, he can only play supportive side, but that does seem to be like what the team wants him to do. So I think they have a cohesive game plan. I think the fact that their laners are all playing well individually um, is good. But I'm, I am concerned about TL where you don't get those lane advantages to, to Travis's point. Like Core JJ and Tactical are pretty good. Uh, even if FBI wins the lane a little bit, you need to actually be blowing the game open, I think, because come mid-game, TL is a much more solid team. And I don't think you get the same lane advantages against TL that you do against the other 80 90% of the league. I mean, TL is second in goal difference at 15. Golden Guardians is third. C9 is still first. So, like, TL doesn't make mistakes usually. Um, and they slowly grind you out because they don't make mistakes. As much as people want to flame Broxa for like not getting a ton done in the early game, he also isn't like inting early games or anything. He has a two zero record against Golden Guardians, right? I'm not crazy. Pretty sure. I, mean, uh, I know they won at least the most recent game against them, but I'm trying to remember. Yeah, they're two zero <laughs> for them. So how? I mean, how do you negotiate the fact that TLs beat Golden Guardians twice already this split, Mikhail? I guess it's more of recency bias since I don't remember exactly when 
the second game of Golden Guardians Tale happened, but the game against C9 really showed a lot. I think by how proactive they can be against like players that they can be like equal matchup, not someone that you, you can like be confident in facing against, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I think it's a, actually a bad matchup for, for Golden Guardians versus TL, um, just play style wise. Golden Guardians wants to play fast, but I'm not quite sure. I mean, TL is kind of an immovable object in, in early game in terms of making mistakes and whatnot. So I think actually TL would, would win that. But I don't think, to, to go back to the kind of larger point, I think Golden Guardians does have a, a okay shot at Worlds. I think um, they're they're getting a lot better. They have more to improve on and continue improving on. Uh, C9 is a bit of free fall, and TSM has been getting a lot better, but I think it would be maybe a little close between them. Um, I'd, I'd be really interested in seeing Golden Guardians versus TSM, actually. Yeah, this is the third week in a row that we've had a Golden Guardians going to World's Caller, uh, which I'm not disputing because I feel like every week it becomes a more worthy conversation yeah, yeah but it's very funny because i think like the first call was about golden guardians making it instead of tsm and like i i think that that tsm has started has gotten better and golden guardians has gotten better every week they play this week so and they play I'm, this I'm... week so yeah maybe that's like the that'll be the maybe the big signifier i mean it's on friday night so yeah game, so. i just think that Hanser deserves a lot of credit. He finally had a, like a big pop-off game in team fights uh, with his Kennen game, but he's actually been climbing up to be the second best top laner um, in, in a lot of the stats categories uh, for laning and stuff. And he almost always does this, and he does it without usually having too many resources in terms of like uh, jungle attention. He does get counterpicked yeah. a decent amount, but... I mean, I think one of the things I really like about Golden Guardians is I feel like they've just been like up and to the right this uh split and so and yeah. most of the other teams have been just like uh, up and down and all over the place and so it's been it's been fun to watch golden guardians in particular because you feel like okay here's a team that has just done a good job of slightly improving every week while everybody else is going through all this chaos and it, it's quite fun to sort of see where they've become or where after they've there's after their zero two week in week two they haven't gone zero two again since then so to your point about up and to the right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, Mikhail, thanks for the call. Uh, I don't, I think Mark and my verdict is, I think TL is going to Worlds and Golden Guardians might be going to Worlds, but I definitely don't think there's a world where TL isn't going and Golden Guardians is, but maybe somebody will call in and, and make me look like an idiot. We'll have to find out then in, I'll say, two or three weeks then. Yeah, I, I guess we will. Either way, uh, thanks for the call. And uh, anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh, I guess shout out to your um, code. Thanks to your uh, Travis Q off. I think Q two. I think I got Travis ten new... off Q two. Now it's Q three. But yes, yes. Um, I got the Ryzen R ten, and it's been really well for me. And yeah, thanks for the code. And also shout out to Lakodoko as well. Can somebody clip this part of him saying this? Uh, Twitch chats, any or a mod or somebody that's it's helpful for me. Either way, thank you, Mikhail. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, on to the next caller we go. Oh, I need to, I'm sorry, I'm fixing the, you guys are hearing Discord noises for a second because I had to turn off streamer mode because um, I have to fix my Twitch connection because I guess it got disconnected recently. Um, so apologies for those noises. Uh, looks like our next caller is here though. Sick, do you say sick even though there's a Y? Yeah, it's sick. Okay, well, either way, Welcome to the show. Where, uh, where are you calling from? 
um, from Woodstock, Georgia. Woodstock, Georgia. And what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, yeah, so funnily enough, um, I wanted to say that TL is not going to make it to Worlds and that they're actually a regular season team. And once they get to the playoffs, everybody's going to ban the hyper carry supports like Thresh, Blitzcrank, and Bard. And that'll make a huge difference uh, with TL's playability. Mark is on a TL hate train tonight. He's just I, I don't I don't always do a good job of cat like organizing the calls, you know, because like that was supposed to be a Golden Guardian take, and then this one was supposed to be a TL take. I didn't know that that guy was gonna t target TL that hard, and then yeah. we spend half the time talking about them. So like sometimes you just end up in these positions. Okay, <laughs> well, positive but, vibes only. But, fuck TL. <laughs> but, All right. Well, either way, um, go. Why do you think TL sucks? I don't think that TL sucks at all. I think the top five teams are all great teams. I just think that right. TL You've has already a got huge... They're already in a tough place. Uh, continue. I, I just think that TL is going to be much worse if they do not have the ability to play Blitzcrank and Thresh and Bard. Um, I've seen them on Braum last week when they were against CLG, and they definitely looked like they had way less impact out of the bottom lane, and they were limiting themselves to... Uh, Broxa's uh, capability to make things happen in other lanes, and I don't think it was happening very well. Mark, this is something that I've seen. I mean, we were just kind of talking about it a little bit, but there has been a growing uh, outcry against TS or sorry TL for not having as deep of a champion pool. Um, I think it didn't Jet even try to push back on this at one point in time mid split or something. I remember he was. It was a. It was it. like a, a pretty funny situation where some people were saying. It started, I think, with me, well, not me, but I mean, like, the analyst desk kind of criticizing TL uh, in their champ pool, not just in terms of, like, depth, but more, or uh, yeah, I guess depth, um, like, number of champions, but, like, what they were playing, because they weren't playing a lot of the, the newer things from this split, um, you know, like, Wukong and some of the different top laners, they, they haven't played Folly Bear, they, they hadn't done a number of these kinds of things. So that was what the criticism was. And then it kind of turned into... Oh, they don't play many champions, and then Jack kind of argued back about that, um, and then Freak tried to reply, but he had an outdated stat, so then he was kind of wrong. But then when the stats got updated, he was still right, and then it turned into like this hilarious kind of like, <laughs> what are we talking about again? And now weeks later, they have continued to have the smallest champ pool. They're, they're at 30 compared to TSM's number one with 48. I saw the stats recently. Sorry for whatever weird popping noise hit. Twitch does that sometimes. I never find them in the VOD and nobody ever comments about them on YouTube or on the podcast. So I think it's like a weird Twitch issue. Uh, I, but I see Twitch chat reacting to that. Sorry to derail, Mark. Um, I just wanted to address that. because No, I saw, I saw Twitch ears. chat all freaking out instead Anything. of going, wow, Mark, you're so smart. What a great story. Yes. I, I mean, I thought it was a great story, Mark. Jet, Jet and Freak are both bad. Uh, that's my takeaway. Um, no, so, so, but where where we stand now, at least according to some stats that I saw on Reddit today, is that TL is, the, is playing the, the least amount of champions over the course of the split. Yeah, so it was it was a big kerfuffle, and, like, there was a lot of, like, kind of talking past each other and, you know, kind of thing and some mistakes, but in the end, the point kind of stands now that like yeah they don't have a huge champ pool. I don't. I definitely don't think you need a massive champ pool. Like I don't think teams need to always try and learn new styles if you know what is going to work best for you. You can. They've only played champ thirty champs this split. I already said that. Thanks for listening. TSM's played forty eight. You want to tell us that too? So TSM, positive vibes only. Yeah, this, this set chat 
the stat tracker says they've played 48 TSM has, which is 18 more than TL. Good vibes, good vibes. Just need to go maybe enjoy the good vibes in the other room for a minute, you know. Um, whenever they do play the top five teams, however, they've been playing Thresh, Bard, and Blitzcrank in all of them, and that's how they've been getting all their wins. That's kind of part of it. Yeah, I mean, the bot lane is, is the one that does the most experimentation in terms of Kai'Sa, uh, Cassio for a tactical, like you've already said, a lot of core JJ's champ pool. Um, I don't think, like I was saying, that having limited play style is necessarily a wrong thing. You know, like, Doinby had his style, and that was his style. And if TL want to be control mage, mid, tanky, top for the most part, some kind of frontliner, uh, and then, you know, you know, they want to play standard. That's fine. I just think you need to have more champs in that wheelhouse. They start breaking Shen out. I was happy to see that. Um, you know, I, I think as long as you're playing what's strong in the meta, that's what I care about. Not that you're playing everything in the meta. And so when TL wasn't playing Volibear, I was like, why would you, like, if, if Impact's your frontline guy, why is he not playing Volibear? Why is he not playing Wukong? Yes, it's a carry, but it's still a frontline initiator kind of thing. So um, that criticism aside, I think TL is actually great, and I don't I don't have too much concern for them in best of fives. Do I think they're going to win the split? I think it's pretty shaky. I think there's a lot of teams that can win right now, and it, it's one of those times where it's hard to pick a big favorite. Um, but I don't think that they're going to get knocked out early in playoffs by upstart 100 Thieves or EG or, or one of these. Um, I think they're pretty good. So Mark seems to disagree with you, caller. Any uh, any follow-ups? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that uh, as far as the top five teams go, I feel like the gap between them is actually not that wide. And we've been seeing TL with these hard-engaged supports playing these top five teams. I think if you remove those hard-engaged supports, I think that they will drop enough to where they're no longer in the top five. And I don't see them making worlds because of that. But that's the thing, like, about being deep in your play style like okay they only win when they have engaged supports and it's like all right so you have thresh you got uh bard blitzcrank you can throw nautilus in there even though i know everyone hates nautilus okay yeah. let's also grab leona let's go throw a pocket pick leona in because that actually has some okay matchups you you can you can keep playing you know you just have to go deeper in there if that's the play style thing you want to do or i don't also don't think core jj or tl is going to like implode if he has to play something a little bit more supportive like i don't know morgana seeing some play you know if they're gonna play kate morgana like he's gonna hit some fucking bindings i bet in that game you know um there, there's there's a plethora of champions that he can play uh so i i i don't think i core jj is one of the last people i'd be concerned about on this team if if you're gonna point to a, a, a potential weakness Oh, no, I'm not concerned about him at all. He's definitely, in my opinion, the MVP. Um, I just do think that, that he will have much less late-game uh, carry ability, I guess you would say, on a character besides those three, Bard, Thresh, and Blitz. I think he can do so much more when it comes to late-game right, uh, fights right before Barons uh, as opposed to what he can do with uh, you know, Nautilus. I don't think he can make as much of a difference on Nautilus. Sure. And then he plays Tarek for some reason. He's able to do some big, big plays there and has have some nice ultimates that stop his team from dying. I mean, like, there's so many impactful champions in support. Um, I think if, if I was going to com complain about anything, I would say, you know, maybe they, like, 
impact runs into more more problems in top lane or or broxa is unable to keep up with with junglers in the best of five series or so. like i think those are things that i would mm-hmm. i would probably target more of my concerns with this team than 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 core jj for sure even core jj on a non-carry champion would not be the reason they lose he just wouldn't be the reason they win is all i'm saying sure i think jensen also like he had a bad week like two weeks ago was it but then he, he bounced back this week pretty hard so I think I think they have. I don't think it, this team is a hundred percent like Core JJ or Bust. I think they can make other other plays. Well, either way, sick. Thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out or say before we move on to the next caller? No, thank you for your time. Yeah, have a good one. All right. One more, real quick. Sneak yep. them in. Yeah, we can do another. <clears throat> a couple of quick shout outs. Thank you to. Where are we? So many things. Uh, magical cause. LOL Globus, Grace on a Gotham, Weird Dude 25, uh, I think I already said Khalil, uh, Biaglo, Biagio, I think that's what it is, so many things, and Scion QT, uh, it looks like Xanadu is here, Xanadu, am I saying your name right? Yes, you are. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, I am calling from Woodstock, Illinois, also known as the town where they filmed Groundhog Day. Hey, I love that, I love that movie, great movie. <laughs> you like palm springs have you watched that yet uh no i really want to watch it yeah you and i you, talked about it but you'll really like it if you like groundhogs day yeah uh, i know the premise it's but it's on hulu and i need to figure out how to get it uh because Can't you I just watch it is it free i don't know you have a you have a hulu membership that's how you saw it right yeah okay well i don't have it. xanadu uh what do you want to talk about on the show all right, Travis, I'm here to tell you about how Cloud9 is not going to Worlds. Well, apparently no teams are going to Worlds. That's what I'm learning from this, the, this show. No, the other ones are, but not Cloud9. Okay. No, no, I know, so, I mean, but the other also guys TL is not going to Worlds. It, it was, I'm, I'm waiting for the TSM caller to call in and say TSM isn't coming to Worlds. Anyway, sorry. So Cloud9 is not going to Worlds. Go. Oh, Twitch chat has got a big reaction to this. Go ahead and explain yourself. <laughs> okay, well, to be realistic, I'm more of on the... Golden Guardians is going to Worlds, so it's more of who's not going to Worlds then if Golden Guardians is. Man, Golden <laughs> Guardians is definitely going to Worlds if Hotline League colors get their way. Anyway, sorry, continue. Uh, so pretty much the whole split, the big PowerPoint of Cloud9 and, well, Spring Split as well has been just Niski and Blabber being able to play as a duo and just secure leads throughout the whole map and just, like, empower the side lanes to win as well. This split, a lot of their losses have begun by that being shut down, whether it was through poor draft or just them being punished when they try to play uh, mid-jungle. And in addition to that, uh, the meta has kind of shifted that Niski can't quite get the picks that let him just roam heavy and kind of ignore laning phase, which he's kind of been coasting on, because to be honest, he's not that great in lane. I just feel like I would expect the Warriors to have a more comprehensive marketing strategy than paying people to call into this show. Um, Mark, <laughs> do you think... Oh, it, it's crazy to think that we now find ourselves discussing whether or not Cloud9 is going to Worlds, but is there Ooh. is there a chance Ooh. they don't go? There is the what Mark would bet on side, and then there's the what Mark is seeing side. Because Mark would bet that C9 still goes to Worlds um, based off history of dominance in spring and even the, you know the first half of 2019 and ours what clutching we, it out into 
Right. And, and what we've seen in the last six games, the last three, four weeks, they're they're just kind of bad. Not like terrible, you know, like not like they're inting games and they just can't get anything done, but like they're legitimately losing games and their comps are back to normal. And so like they have weaknesses and problems and it's kind of like, oh, they just don't look great. They just don't look like the same team I saw for the last five months. Uh, so like if you just were eyeball testing me, I would say that their their odds are about, you know, C9, or excuse me, TLTSM, Golden Guardians, FlyQuest level. Like I think those five teams are all close enough together that like you can argue their merits and it's no longer like C9's the shit. But you think they're going? I would still bet on them going. I, I, I'm someone who has a hard time. Like, it takes me a little bit to be like, I'm convinced they're not good. Or I'm convinced this team is good. It takes me a while to, like, you know, to You're buy stubborn. into a team. Right, like, TSM took me a while to buy in. I'm bought in now. But, you know, for a while, I was not bought in. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's I'm really not, hard. I'm, not, to I'm not off the C9 ship, but if someone wants to trash them, I won't have good rebuttals, is what I'm saying. I mean, I know... Uh, it's like there to your point there are the two ways of looking at it right you can look at it within the context of the past couple weeks and like yeah this team has they are now stuck in a losing record for the second half of the split there's no way they can have a positive record second half of the split that's crazy right if you had said that at any other point in time in the year it would have been unbelievable on the other hand c9 has always made it to worlds and this is the most dominant year they've ever had in terms of performance right so um, at least in recent years, uh, but actually, and, and they have a layup of a weekend this week with Dig and CLG. So like, they should reclaim some momentum and like look better, hopefully. And like, uh, I I worry about Golden Guardians in a C9 Golden Guardians best of five, for instance, if that ends up happening, right? Like, it it does feel like this is like Cloud Nine is a team that will win out in a best of five, even if they are losing these best of ones. So exactly, uh, man, it is. It's difficult for me to to agree with you, caller. Even though, like, like actually, caller, I will say, you are making the big brain perfect play because this is exactly the time in which you should call in with this take because it it is it is trending in the direction that you are saying, and so the the reward here, the, your very little risk for this call, very high reward, right? Which is you calling and saying that you predicted C9 not making it to Worlds if they don't make it. So I I do applaud you for the take, but. It is it is difficult. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of you know legitimate points to criticize them. Like Blabber, after Olaf started getting perma banned, um, and they they haven't been indexing on as, as heavily on like the farming junglers and stuff. He's been struggling. Uh, I don't think he's been the worst player. I just think you can you can have maybe some concerns when he's not on super aggro slash like things that get a tempo slash farm lead. You know. Um, Niski the same way when he's not on supportive champs has struggled. Zoe's supposed to be his best champ. Like even even then he's supposed to be able to get all, all over the map. And Demonte clapped him, which is just you know kind of weird to see on his best champ not not playing well. Um, so there's definitely like play concerns. There's definitely draft concerns. Um, Licorice was like the bright spot, and we were saying that in their game, and then they play against. TSM and Broken Blade takes him apart in lane, you know, with a good counter pick and then actually playing it well. It's like shit. I I don't know, man. Yeah. And uh, caller, do you have any other kind of Oh, no, I was also just going to mention with uh the playoff format, 
like I'm pretty sure TL is like locked into Worlds at this point because now that they have the upper bracket spot, they're such a consistent team that I don't see how they don't get at least that third seed. Uh, but similarly to C9, they're now looking at losing that uh, first round buy. So now it, there's a bigger if, if they can actually climb up there to secure a seed for Worlds. Now, granted, all the other teams have to do that too, but it's just looking less like a sure thing at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems pretty likely that they're... C9 is going to have to play a tiebreaker unless, I mean, TL can win, I guess, over TSM and knock them down or Golden Guardians can beat TL. I guess TSM has a hard weekend, so it's it's possible that C9 can still get the bye um, with just TSM's strength of schedule being difficult and C9's being so easy. TL feels like they have it for sure with Immortals on their, on their schedule. I think week. they guaranteed it. Already? Okay, I believe it. I think so. That doesn't sound right. They should only be one game ahead. No, they're two games they're ahead. They're two games oh. ahead. Yeah, I mean, they can go 0-2, TSM can tie, and C9 goes 2-0, and then it seems like a three-way tie because they're all 1-1 one one against each other then. I don't think it's 100% secured. Okay, it's Twitch chat says it's guaranteed if they beat IMT. Right. right so it's guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, positive uh, vibes only. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. They've got this win against IMT. It's a positive vibe. Uh, Xanadu, uh, any shout-outs or anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Yeah, sure. I just want to say uh, shout-out to Hotline League because I've been watching this show since the single digits, and it is a blast. And should have Kelby on more often because I always love his end-of-show shout-outs for uh, the Chainsmokers before they got big. Yeah, before they, they had a, a a pandemic concert. I don't know if you saw that. Um, anyway, you, yeah, if you want to have Kelby on, feel free to message him because I've, I've invited him on before, but he, he hasn't been on as much lately. So, Xanadu, thank you though for the call. All right, moving on to a quick break. I'm sure he's real busy with the global pandemic. Kelby? Not being able to go outside. Yeah. He's just, he's literally in Montreal hanging out with Julie. I know. <laughs> that's, that's why I can't, you know, yeah. can't, I know. Can't, can't make it to the show. He he's quarantining in Canada. Like Kelby actually is such a big brain because he he as before the borders closed, before anything, he's like I'm getting out of this country. And just has like been in Canada for the past five months. He's gonna have to come back eventually because the six months will end. But we need to do like like a tidy cats campaign to get Kelby on the show. Same way we we rallied everyone for that. I don't know. If, okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I I would not reference a very unsuccessful campaign as a way in which to to. I think that was a, a successful campaign. It was just that that was a fucking tidy cat sucks. Yeah. Well, you just killed our any chances of that ever coming about. By the way, everybody, I want to talk about Alienware. Look at this beautiful Alienware PC behind me. Uh, for a while, I've only been able to show you guys the older older models because the newer one was behind my monitor over here. But now I've got two of the newer ones because they're so generous with me. Now you can see it's kind of Kind of blurred out a little bit because of the uh, depth of field in the camera, but you can see how lovely it looks. Anyway, you can see all sorts of cool Alienware products like that one over at Alienware.com slash Travis. That's the Alienware Aurora for anybody asking, the, the new one. They now have 10th series generation Intel cards in them. Pretty cool. The one that I'm, I've got powering this stream right now. I've been playing 
Death Stranding uh, with NVIDIA DLSS. been able to use my NVIDIA uh, 2080 Ti in order to play that. And I've been playing it in widescreen cinematic mode on this 34-inch ultra-wide monitor. It's been really great to be able to play that. So either way, I, I thank Alienware so much for all the stuff that they are doing. They're actually doing the Alienware games right now. Let me, let me see if I can uh, pull this up. Yeah, go check out the Alienware 2020 games thing that they're doing. I know Broxa was participating in it. Uh, ESPN even wrote an article about it, which I don't know why we didn't. But uh, it's basically a, a chance for all sorts of people to participate in all sorts of different challenges, uh, such as League of Legends, Fortnite, Global, uh, CSGO, etc. And uh, you can go check it out over on uh, the Alienware website. But again, go to check out Alienware.com slash Travis and then use code Travis10off Q3. We're now officially Q3 is the code. Save 10% off your product. And a bunch of people have been tweeting and messaging me about it. It always feels really great whenever that happens because I know that I'm bringing value to my partner. So uh, thank you so much to all of you for supporting uh, Alienware and my channel by checking out their stuff. Always really appreciated it. Anyway, Mark, shall we get on to the next caller? Sure. Great. <laughs> anyway... Uh, thank you to Rico Suave for the 27 months. J03275, uh, Jordan, weird dude who gifted a sub to Golden Guardians. Another, this is just the Golden Guardians show now. Techno, uh, 1Q, nice try, Ian. Hey, look at this, Ian. Someone you wish. Ian is, is a, he's, he's a sub. And Backlog Bandit and Jeff. Does Ian watch yes. this? He does. He does. He used to clip stuff from it, I think, for double F videos. Anyway. Fracture is here. Fracture, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Milpitas, California. Milpitas, California. Is that in Northern? It's in Northern California, right? Yeah, it's pretty much next to San Jose. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? So I have a spicy take. I think C9 will not drop a single game in playoffs. Okay, do they drop games this weekend? Um, No. I think they'll <laughs> win both. I hope not. I mean, that would be a lot less. That would be a really spicy take. They go undefeated in playoffs, but they drop games to Dig and CLG. Yeah, I don't think so. So you think they're going? Well, I just want to expand this takeout to be. You think they're going undefeated until they get to the Worlds? Yes. Okay. So we go from somebody who just called and said they're not making it to Worlds. Now we've got somebody who is saying they're not going to drop a single game. Why are, positive you, spin. why are you We're so confident vibing. after what we just saw? I think that mainly their problem is um, how they focus their priorities in game. I think it's also how they, uh, how which fights they're trying to take and also how they fight out those fights. I think it has little to do with draft because from the five games they lost, I think three of those five games had like decent drafts. Like the TL, EG, and uh, the T TSM game, I think they had pretty standard drafts. Uh, I think for sure T the TL game, they could have won if they didn't like make such poor individual plays. Uh, I think if they just made better in-game decisions, they could have uh, won that game. And I think if they fix those problems, uh, I think they'll be undefeated in playoffs. Well, you say if they can fix it, but it sounds like you're yeah. confident they will fix it. Yeah. 
What what gives you that confidence? Uh, all five of their players are pretty high in their roles, and I think that um, with uh, just enough um, time, I think they will be able to perform at the level they were in spring. Well, I mean, it's one of those weird ones where usually people are like, oh, draft sucks, you know, stupid best of ones, haha, we'll be better. But you're saying the opposite. Drafts were fine. They're just playing yeah. bad, and they'll improve. Yeah. But I feel like that's a lot... In my experience, that's a lot harder to fix unless your draft problems are related to, like, my player can't play this. You know, like... Yeah. I think my... what The point I'm trying to get is, like, if they put, like, Niski on Galio and TF or Blabber on carry champs like uh, the Olaf or like uh, Volleybear, like get them away from tank champs and then put Licorice on stable champs like Orn, Gangplank. Yeah, those things, I think they will be better off with that. And if they limit their style to only like two styles. Mark, do you think that they have failed to adapt to the meta? No, not really. Like, um, they're playing pretty cutting edge shit, probably more than anyone else in the league besides TSM. Because uh, Nikki and Nisky, Nikki, Nisky thinks that their read on the meta is a bit off, according to this Infin Global article. Maybe. I mean, uh, does he say what he thinks is off about it? I haven't read it. I just read the headline. Where is it? Is it on Reddit? I'll skim it real quick. The Cloud9 subreddit. I noticed it. All right, let me go find this. Because I would have said, I don't really think it seems that off. I mean, they, they they were experimenting. You know, they were trying things that maybe that's what he's saying that they were off on. But, like, I don't think you can say, you know, Zoe Trundle is off when other people play that shit, you know? Or, like, TF. Because, like, Bjergsen's playing Zillion still and winning games, you know? That's not yeah. really meta. That's That's him being good at a champ um so i i don't i don't buy the like oh we were off on on our meta other than saying that like hey we tried some things that didn't really work out like all right we shouldn't be playing wukong senna in the bot lane fuck that shit like that's that's a little different but i i i don't think that their meta read was off i don't think they play the meta well like you don't play graves you don't play trundle well You, you know like those those is that you're being off on the meta or just like big problems so right. you know stone right. Lux was played in eu wasn't it didn't misfits play it or rogue or one of the good teams in eu, EU win a game this week with it i don't think stone Lux is bad mad oh, mad, mad, mad lions did yes like and it was in the lck like it's it's a legit bot lane and they played it and they they lost and it wasn't even their bot lane that lost it was the other people playing shen poorly and stuff so then is it a bad thing if if Cloud9's read on their issues, at least Niski's read on their issues, is that it's a meta issue? Because if they think it's, I mean, that's not what, if they're misidentifying the issues that they're having, then that could be a problem for them, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe they thought Graves is just bad, and that's why, you know, Blabber hasn't played him. That would be a misread on the meta. That I'd be like, yeah, I don't know why you think Graves is bad. Um, it really depends on what he's saying with when he said because like i said if it's the experimentation that you think is off in the meta okay that's a pretty specific thing you're saying if it's graves maybe but otherwise you're you're losing games on what are your bread and butter champions too now so i, I can't i can't buy that yeah 
I definitely feel like Cloud9 will lose games. I, I, I think they're going to Worlds, but I definitely feel like they will lose games in playoffs because I do not think that they are as strong as they were. You know, if, if this was a call that you had take, you had brought in maybe like a month ago, Fracture, or a little bit before then, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But like, it's difficult to, for me to see this team that has a negative record for the second half of the split going undefeated at, because I also don't feel like there has been any evidence that they are fixing their issues yet, right? Like, they lost both their games this past weekend. They went 0-2 for two the first time years. in two years. Like... So the call, the take that like now they've lost, they've had their worst weekend in two years, and now they will go undefeated. I feel like that's pretty bold. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you that I think that they're gonna have a good playoff run, whether or not that means finals or worlds, third place, whatever. I think they'll be okay, but I think they'll drop games. I I I think the the C9 peak dominance over North America already happened, and it's gonna be closer from now on. Do we have a, a call yet on, and if we do, I'm, I'm sorry to kind of spoil it right now, but like the potential of a TLTSM finals? Not quite. We have a TSM caller and we have a FlyQuest caller. And I think we have one other, I can't remember what it is, like an EG caller. No world's calling? Um, what do you mean worlds? Well, worlds is happening. Talk about that. Oh, it's really? business. You like talking about that stuff. I mean, I think it's interesting to talk about how potentially the players all being in a bubble could if people thought that was interesting they would have they would have put a take in there for it travis oh well next time i'll put a take in anyway i'll call it on a separate discord positive vibes only okay fracture i think mark and i agree that c9 is going to worlds i just think we're having a hard time stomaching the idea that they're going to go undefeated. And I'm not sure if you've given us any evidence other than they've got good players. Yeah, they'll fix their problems is, is the reasoning. Yeah, yeah. They've got good players and they'll fix their problems. And I'm not sure there's too much evidence that they're going to fix them. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of had a spicy take. No, I appreciate it. I, I mean, it, it sparked a good discussion. Is there anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Um. Yeah, uh, shout out to Travis Gafford's YouTube channel. has great videos on it. And uh, shout out to Mark for letting me be on the show and just giving me this opportunity. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. And also, shout out uh, to everybody who subs to my YouTube channel because I'm trying to grow my sub base right now. And uh, so when you shout it out, it helps me because hopefully people will sub. Either way, thank you so much, Fracture, for the call. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Got a couple more callers to go. Three more at least. Um, Mark is grabbing off, going off to grab them. Backlog Bandit, thank you for the Prime. Jeff the Stampede, the Modem 81, and the Starfather. Baldy Senpai is here. Baldy, where are you calling from? Jeffersonville, Indiana. Jeffersonville, Indiana. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so basically the only way evil geniuses is going to get anywhere in playoffs is if they change up their style completely because they just do what everyone else does worse. So I said that they should bench bang so that they can free up a spot for Jizuke and play Huni and Jizuke in their, uh, solo lanes. Spicy. Hmm. Now you have to bear with me because I understand bang 
He he can be great, but I feel like he's always just the measured Korean player where he's only going to take the fight that's most advantageous. And if there's a slight chance that he might die, he's just not going to carry. So then they're putting in Deathly in this situation? They're putting in Deathly. The E United bot lane returns. Deathly Zazel, they got experienced a couple of years ago. Yes, a couple of years ago. All right. So did, so did Doublelift and Biofrost a couple of years ago. All good things come to an end. You know? <laughs> uh, so I will say this take is 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 interesting to me because EG feel like they got left in the dust. They felt like they had coin flip mid. They went on a hot streak towards you know the second half of summer or spring. Excuse me. Made their little run in playoffs, but got surpassed by FlyQuest playing well. Now it feels like a bunch of teams have caught up to to uh, FlyQuest level from that finals because that was a let's let's be honest spring kind of sucked in terms of quality TSM is doing better TL is doing better FlyQuest probably seems to be about the same Golden Guardians is getting better if EG even got to as good as they were in spring with Huni and Golden Glue you're still not even close to finals so like whether you bring Jazuke back and it's Bang Jazuke or it's Huni Bang, are you are you realistically making a run with this roster? Maybe okay, so just, are they? Here's the question: Are they realistically to flip two coins? Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, are they are they making a run with this current roster, Mark? Like, do we think that this roster can make it to Worlds? No, so, I'm off the EG train completely. I think they they don't have it. So why keep playing this roster? That's I'm a, I'm in agreement. I because I it does feel like if Jazuke can be a great player and can get your team to top three finish, which is what they finished in spring, maybe it makes sense to bring him back. But I don't know if it makes sense to bench Bang in order to to do it. Well, so the issue I also had was like, if you have just Jazuke or just Huni, they only have so many pocket picks that if you just have one of them, you can basically ban one of them out into where they're just playing something that whoever else is in those spots can just play. So there's no point in having them in at that point by themselves. Whereas if you have Jazuke and Huni both in, you can switch up the draft also to where you can play through different ones depending on what the other team's wanting to pick and ban. I mean... It's int it's an interesting idea, because the the funny uh, here's something that's interesting is like Jazuke doesn't actually take that many resources, uh, in terms of like jungle proximity, he just kind of does shit on his own. Uh, you do need to give him good matchups though, so he does take a little bit of draft resources. Um, and like I I know we're talking about finals, but you're realistically just trying to make it to top three to make worlds. Yep. So like. The idea of double coin flip and your bot lane is just like playing safe and, and, and definitely is good at playing safe. You know, some people have called him a KDA player in the past, but like that's because he generally doesn't die and, you know, he'll fall a little bit behind in CS and lane. He's not a great laner, but he's an okay team fighter. So like, you know, you're some kind of weird one, three, one counter pick, you know, like, I'm kind of down with it. I think it could also just be fucking awful. I think it's a high <laughs> chance of just being fucking terrible and not working at, at all. Very but high I'm, variance. Yeah. yeah. 
I think it depends on what you value. Like if you are okay with getting eighth, if it, if on the other side of that, you're getting a potential chance at worlds, uh, maybe you make the high risk play because you're like, Hey, it's either worlds or bust for us. But maybe you want in your inaugural year to say that you finished in the top half of the, the split or the top half of the teams. Then I think you don't make the change. But yeah, but who all... really wants to say that? Who really wants to say, yeah, but we got fourth, and it's like, okay, well, you still suck. But well, even that, I would you... contest. Like they're probably not even likely to get fourth right now. They're they're in sixth right now. You probably don't beat any of the teams above you in a best of five if if you don't improve right now from where you're currently the level you're currently playing at. They're like, what are they three and six or two and eight or some crazy shit in, in their last six? Uh, the last last couple of weeks, they're, yeah, they're not the they're not doing well. And I know they uh, won. They, I think they've only won the one since they subbed in Hooney, right? They've won two. They went two and two, and then they went zero, two. I thought. No, I thought they lost the first one with Hooney because they played like Cloud Nine or somebody. Yeah, but they've been one and one every week until so they were they were at two and two, gotcha. and then they okay. lost, and so now they're okay, two okay. and four. And before that, they had lost two in a row as well. So they were they're two and six over their last four weeks. That's right. They. They lost to Team Liquid and then they beat Cloud Nine, and that was when like the EG hype train began. Where you're like, "Oh wow!" Like they beat Cloud Nine, and maybe this first... new lineup can be good. Yeah, that's right. Because and we didn't know at the time that Cloud the Nine C9 was beating, just sucks. beating Cloud Nine was no longer an accomplishment. <laughs> it was yeah. it, it super psyched everybody out. That's kind of funny how that worked. Yeah. So, anyways, my my point is like even getting top half of the split isn't likely right now. Like you'll probably beat the seventh eighth teams because they they're bad. And then you'll lose to whoever you'll you'll lose in the first round. You'll go down to the lower bracket, beat the lower bracket team, then lose to whoever you play next. That that's what EG's fate feels like right now. If they don't drastically improve or find a new combination of players, oh, I do not envy them having to make these decisions. Although, if you recall, they do have the smartest uh, back office in the league. <laughs> so obviously, oh, that you know what? If they if they bust you out pretty hard. I'm sure Kelby would love to come on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's when Kelby will, will return. Oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, hey, thanks so much, uh, Baldy, for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, Travis, Cat for Kobe. That's it. Ugh. It's never going to die. Hey, Mark, I need to go pee. Uh, can you keep the, chat, the show Be going? Be a professional and hold it. How about that? Positive. Yeah, I have been for the last 30 minutes, so I'm just... I'm hoping that you can. Can I walk away too? No, that that would be really weird. I'm hoping you can just keep the 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 conversation. Hey, all fifteen hundred of you, do you promise not to go anywhere if we both leave? No, no, no. But then I have to edit this part out of the video. Okay, fine. Thank God. Would you need to go somewhere? Or do we want to? Rotate? No, I was just you know, I was gonna say hi to Ashley. See what she's up to in the other room. Okay. Um. Did he kick the caller? Is the caller still in here? Oh, he did kick the caller. He didn't even... Why wouldn't he go to the bathroom when I have a caller with me? Now I can't get the next caller because I might need to do a mic check with them. Danan says, hurry, drag me in. But what are you What are you going to say, Danan? You're not even in the call. You're not even in, in here. Um, I thought there was something I wanted to talk about this week, but I don't remember what it was. 
<laughs> you, ah, God, there was something that, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. No, it wasn't Yon. It wasn't anything like that. Watch The Witcher. Was it a was it a movie or a show I watched that was good or bad? Hello. All right, I didn't really do anything. I just kind of mumbled to myself. You didn't like interact with the chat? Not really. This is about what I did. What I'm doing to you right now. Should I get the next caller? Yes, please. You're good. All right, sorry about that, chat. It's been 133 episodes, 134 now. I never had to do that. But I'm going to be honest, I drank a lot of game fuel today, and uh, that stuff just goes straight through you, as you can see. Shout out to Game Fuel, by the way. They should sponsor the show. The Modem81, thank you for the six months, and the Starfather, thank you as well. We got Dr. Velkaz on the show. Doctor, uh, please tell me where you're from. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I bamboozled you. I, I called in last week. I was one of the cursed Golden Guardians callers. Okay. Uh, where did you go to medical school? Uh, nowhere. Um, I went to medical school in the void, I guess. Gotcha. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I am going to finally uh, bring a, a positive FlyQuest take to Hotline League. We've been, we've been starving some FlyQuest content. And I, I want to make Dylan and Trisha proud. They have not been very impressive Oh, uh, that's what you so think, I like, Travis. I feel like that's, that's why. That, I mean, they had a pretty big stink situation. Anyway, sorry, continue. Um, yeah, so uh, my take was that um, uh, I think FlyQuest is going to Worlds um, along with C9. Um, and then you'll you'll remember my my take last week was that Golden Guardians is two, and I'm not a man to go back on my word. <laughs> and so uh, I think it will be C9, FlyQuest, Golden Guardians. Sorry, sorry, Reggie. Sorry, Steve. Um, but I just oh, want to give the oh, quick... What a, what a, I mean, no uh, I just, those... No offense to those teams either, but does that sound exciting? <laughs> I mean, no, like, right, hey, like, you don't want to see uh, FBI clap like a uh, ruler and and, and death. I don't, and, I don't, uh, I don't know? mean from like a a, a a talent perspective. Like, I actually think FBI is great, but I just mean like from a narrative angle, you know, like yeah. all those historic teams, what, fucking... all the crying TSM and TL fans, like that yeah, give all you those... joy. <laughs> it's like it gives me joy. I'm a C9 fan. I mean, so. this it's we got two years of worlds in China, so we can sleep for a little bit. That's um, fair. That's fair. Um, anyways, I just wanted to give a quick. Like, Cus, hang on. I just want to ask really quickly. Yeah. Do you, in your heart of hearts, actually think that our world's lineup is going to be Cloud Nine, FlyQuest, and Golden Guardians? Um, I would, I would say that I do honestly think they have a uh, better than average shot, and I think that people who are like, yeah, it's going to be. Team Liquid first, C9 slap slumping, but they still are better in TSM. I legitimately do think that I would take FlyQuest in a best of five versus Team Liquid in TSM, and then I think Golden Guardians on the rise. And so it's it's like you know in my interest to like root for them and think that. So do you actually too. think that our lineup is going to be Cloud Nine, uh, FlyQuest, and Golden Guardians for Worlds? Yeah, you can quote me on it. Yeah, I mean it's yeah sure. I do. I do believe that I would take. What I wanted to explain was I would take FlyQuest in the best of five. Um, and then I'm still hot on Golden Guardians, especially in a playoff setting. Do you? Do you? How long have you been watching League Esports? Get Travis. I've been Travis watching. Going to do some more narrative analysis. Let's no, save ourselves just, the it's time. Just, it's just, the more they stay, the more they stay the same. I started playing League in like late season four, and I started watching 
first event I watched was when uh, CLG made us proud at MSI. That was the first uh, professional league event. I don't remember what year. Is that 2016 or 2015? Okay, okay. Mark right, wants to get into the take. So I want to let Mark. the caller try and hype me on FlyQuest. Yeah, yeah sure, then, sure, sure. And then we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I wanted to say is that, A, FlyQuest owned the head-to-head versus TSM. They're 2-0. They're 1-1 with uh, Team Liquid. They're 1-1 with... Golden Guardians, so they did drop that loss. But um, I would argue that um, that loss to Team Liquid was, was of, of course, the infamous loss where, like, Mash, you know, Arcane shifts into, um, like, Jensen or something like that, and then they just, like, throw Baron. And I would say, like, hey, if Wild Turtle had been in that, wouldn't have happened. And FlyQuest would own the head-to-head versus Team Liquid, and then Team Liquid potentially wouldn't even be first. You know, we would have this, you know, more complicated thing going on. Um, I think Solo is the best top laner in the league, um, especially with Licorice. Um, falling down and with someday and Pislow, um, I think that Power of Evil is still probably like one of the most gifted carry players we have in the region. I think Wild Turtle is incredibly consistent. Um, I think again, Mark, you would agree with me. Like everyone should be high in Santorin. This guy's a beast. And then Ignar, of course, is one of our like premier pop off supports. Um, and Has he so been I, uh, Ignar, I do, I do think like there's an argument to be made that Ignar which ironically, because in spring people thought he was like really the stand-up player. He is maybe the, the air quotes weak link um, because he did have like that, that bad Pantheon game. You know, he, he, he does look weaker when he's not on like Thresh or Rakan or, or something like that. Um, but my, my take was that I think that FlyQuest just have such a like good coordination, such a cohesive style. And they've really come into themselves once they just finally put Wild Turtle back in. I, you, you did ask me like, oh, do you actually think it you know it's going to be Golden Guardians tonight, FlyQuest. Um, you know Not maybe there's some doubt there. So, no, I, I wasn't meaning to to mock or anything. Yes, but I I 100 would Let's... take FlyQuest in a best of five versus Team Liquid or TSM. Okay. I think FlyQuest is a team that I believed in for a while, and then I lost faith in them. And it's it's hard to want to like you know believe in them again. But I have to remind myself that like they played half this season with the worst. 80 carry in the league after they subbed out after all tech was subbed out mash mash was the worst marksman player in the league um mm-hmm. you know like it it was like i need to remind myself of that and ever since that they they swapped in turtle i think they're four and two um i think it is they might be a little bit better even uh but they've also taken down tl and golden guardians during that time yeah, but they uh, lost to to Cloud Nine. They lost Imagine to Cloud losing nine. to second half Cloud Nine. <laughs> True. Yeah, they were one of the only two so that C9 losing a non top team. That's 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 so fair, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, I do think FlyQuest is pretty good. Um. I think you know this this race in the top five is actually really tight, which is crazy to think about now. Um. But yeah, I, they were in the finals in spring. You know? I would, I would, I think FlyQuest is like, like if you thought FlyQuest and Evil Geniuses were the two strongest teams in spring, which isn't, you know, I guess controversial to think. I mean, like FlyQuest, I think have still kept up and have improved. You know, I don't think they've stayed stagnant. I think they definitely like look stronger now. You know, <laughs> them in form with Wild Turtle back then than when they in spring, which obviously the competition was pretty weak. Mark, what is more right? likely, FlyQuest making worlds or Golden Guardians making worlds? Um, I would probably bet on FlyQuest a little bit more. Yeah, I think they're they're a little bit more stable, um, and I probably value that in a in a bracket like this one, um, where you're gonna have double elimination. Um, I I just think 
you know, when you when you play, I assume what's going to happen when I look at this bracket is like FlyQuest is going to have to beat Golden Guardians, EG, and then TSM's or Team Liquid, uh, you know, to actually get into 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 Worlds. Um, and when you look at that string of opponents, I ha- I'm just a little bit more confident that FlyQuest can actually win those yeah. win those series. But I don't think, like I said, I've been saying all night. I think the, the top five is actually pretty close. Um, and I think. For the most part, FlyQuest is better than what their record would indicate just because of that kind of weird swap. And maybe it was needed to motivate MASH to get him good again. Or excuse me, Turtle, Turtle. to get him good again. But like Turtle's an average AD carry in the league. MASH Turtle, was, like I said, one of You the, need one to get the better. So watch as our team loses. And it's, think it's... about how you could have won those games if you <laughs> yeah. were in there. <laughs> If FlyQuest doesn't drop that that one, you know, atrocious arcane shift play, and then they beat Team Liquid, they would be at second, tied with second place, and TSM Team Liquid would only be um, one game up on C9 TSM, and they would be zero two versus FlyQuest. Which is that which, true, like, Mark? I mean, record wise, yes, but I think it's like TSM also made a roster swap. I don't think we can just you know say like, ah, uh, yeah, That's fair. Just... Treats is great. Yeah, Treats is great. Yeah, Treats Treats has been better than than Biofrost for the most part. Um, Teams go through ups and downs, like we're saying. Like Golden Guardians has been improving. They inted half their season away. Not half, that's hyperbole. They inted one or two weeks with like Nidalee games that they weren't actually able to close out on. Um, and they've had some some bad drafts too. You know, like everyone has these games that just get away from them. So I don't think you can just point to the Ezreal game and be like, oh, well, if they just played that better, because then everyone can start playing that game. Um, I think, but like I'm, I'm still saying, I think they're stronger than their record shows. Not that they deserve a better record, but just they will continue to to challenge these other teams around them in the standings. Well, Doctor Velkaz, I don't know if Mark and I have agreed with any of the colors tonight, but you're definitely going to go into the not agree with pile because uh, I don't think we think that FlyQuest and Golden Guardians are are going to world positive yeah, you, you only you only think golden guardians will go you don't think FlyQuest and gold no no i think we both said that <laughs> that we think FlyQuest has a better chance which is weird because we've been pretty That's optimistic fair. about golden guardians i think what i would bet money on is one of golden guardians or FlyQuest will go i feel like that's oh, very likely there will be one out, outsider yeah i think tsmtl or or c9 one of them will choke and you'll end mm-hmm. up with uh one of those other two teams, or maybe choking is the right word. Maybe they'll get outplayed. Positive vibes. Anyway, Dr. Velikos, <laughs> anything you want to say? Uh, I think the on? chat's really mad at me because your chat's probably a bunch of salty TSM and TL fans. I got a lot of respect for Bjergsen, a lot of respect for Doublelift. I'm a C9 fan, first and foremost. I would root for them at Worlds. But I think FlyQuest beats both of them in a best of five, and I don't think you know the stats or the strength of the players tell me different. Um, but thanks for having me in again. It's always a pleasure. I'm a longtime listener. I subbed a couple months ago. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Feel free to sub again. Yeah, of course. Thank <laughs> you. Again. A couple months ago, let that run out. That was a good Positive <laughs> vibes. I love positive how we're like, we, we disagreed with everyone tonight. We're more like positive vibes. No, you're <laughs> fucking wrong. <laughs> well, we're positive about their, t- you know, so I'm really appreciating these takes. Yeah. I will say, I forgot to mention this during the, the Golden Guardians thing because I've always like made fun of them for this. They have not, they've had one single winning record in their entire uh history i think they went 10 and 8 once and everything else has been like nine and nine or worse and they have yet to win a best of five i think that this is the split to do it i don't think they're going to go zero two this week i think they'll have another positive win rate and then i think that they'll win a, uh, a playoff series so 
that's that's how optimistic I am about Tia, uh, excuse me, Golden Guardians. By the way, shout out to the last caller who I just found out is still subbed. But I shouldn't have Wait, even Dana total. says, did we? Maybe I'm wrong. I thought they had one one positive win rate season. Well, I'm double I don't think they did. I think they maybe either I... they had maybe an even one. No, they had a nine and nine. You're right. I... Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. My point is that this is the best Golden Guardians has ever been, and I'm optimistic on them, and I think they're going to set a lot of new personal bests. Yes, I think that's definitely true. And I think, by the way, I shout out to the Golden Guardians org who, I mean, I'm, I'm friends with some of the people over there, but I think one thing that is nice about them is like they've stuck with it, and they've stuck with this, like, we're going to organically grow uh, the roster and evolve it over time and like get better and better, and I feel like overall they have. Uh, and they they haven't done it by like buying out big names or whatever. It's like they brought closer over and he's good and stuff. I don't know. That's kind of a nice story. Uh, similar to FlyQuest, I think, and and the way they've committed to it. So anyway, hopefully Mark is back from talking to. Yeah, him. I uh, I I think generally I enjoy their ribbing. Uh, yeah. They're always coming up with new little stats to try and one up one up us on, on, on the analyst desk. analyst desk. They're like, you guys don't know stats. We have spellsy. Check this out. I mean, you can tell they're definitely salty about some analyst desk stuff because. Uh, like even Danan said in chat just now, we can't go to Worlds Art. None of our players have gotten Player of the Week this year. Yeah, you can tell. I, saw, he I definitely saw, thinks. Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. He tweeted out, "Why haven't we gotten a Player of the Week?" It's like three good teams went two zero this week. TSM went two zero. FlyQuest went two zero. Golden Guardians went two zero. Two of those teams beat C nine. You know, someone someone's got to get it. And it's not ever going to be Golden Guardians because yeah. The analyst, the, that broadcast team is still salty from that video they made at the end of last split, helping up their, their wids. Anyway, uh, off to the next caller. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shout out to Scrapjack for the twenty buds, and Marshmallow for the prime. If uh, if you're watching this right now and. You have a Twitch Prime available. Uh, not not all two O's are 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 created equal. Three good teams go two every week. Yeah, but sometimes they're against teams like CLG and Dig, which I think is what Golden Guardians did this week, or someone did that this week. Who did that this week? Maybe it was last week. Someone was tweeting to me about like, oh, why didn't we get it? And I'm like, nobody. <laughs> some people know if you're listening to the podcast or whatever. Dana now arguing with Mark in the Twitch chat. Mark taking it personally and. And, and, and I'm not taking it them. personally. I'm just saying you like, charged it's, into it's this tough. channel while I was in the middle of talking, and you're like, and you didn't say Dana said the chat saying this. You just immediately started yelling at him. <laughs> I think it's an interesting conversation about yeah. like you know the kind of things we take into account with Player of the Week. It's about you know how good you looked, how important the wins were, you know who you were actually beating. Um, yeah, I think it was last week. Someone someone beat some teams. I was like, whatever. I think it was TSM going to against Dig and CLG. I was kind of like, whatever. Oh, anyways, says, I'm just going to answer questions if you get a playoffs format caller, but I'm done to check Mark. Why is Dana the expert on playoffs format? I'll get it. Anyway, uh, McAllen is here. Is that how to say it or McAllen? McAllen. McAllen. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I think TSM is going to win this split, and I also think they're in a great position to win the... Spring split and summer split both for 2021 as well. <laughs> wow. I, I'm i not, I just, <laughs> I think this is the first time we've ever had a caller call in and like hard commit 18 months of a team's record. <laughs> TSM just went 
They're 4-0. <laughs> I have to predict the next year and a half. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I, I was fair, like, okay. I do think there's a, there's a good case to be built on this a little bit. So that's why I, I don't actually I don't actually want to hate on this call too much. Well, okay. Uh, so I was this is funny because I was like, oh, here's our TSM caller to say that TSM will go to Worlds because everybody else was calling about Worlds, and of course the TSM caller can't stop at Worlds because no TSM caller would ever be able to just go to the place all the other ones have been. Um, so okay, go ahead and break this down for me. How are they winning everything for the next? Well, not Worlds, but how are they? Becoming the avatar of Black North America. Black in there too, why not? Yeah, uh, so, sure. How are they I becoming think, the North America avatar for the next 18 months? So I think they win this split, right, like, for the next couple of weeks. I think they win this split because they can play the same hard carry late game team strat that Team Liquid is, like, known for. Except they can play it better in a best case scenario. I think they have a higher skill cap with Bjergsen on, a, like, supportive utility mid laner building up um broken blade or double lift whichever one they're trying to carry through either way i think i think tsm is more capable of uh playing a late game team comp team fight team comp than team liquid um and i don't think that cloud nine i think cloud nine's like as good as tsm or worse at this point i think i think cloud nine is mental boom at this point so Um, do you think c9's in the final like who is tl or who is tsm beating for their first title I think it's I think it's Team Liquid TSM Finals, and I think Ooh, TSM. Is there we big. go. There's the spicy conversation. Yeah, yeah. you're waiting for Travis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, think, I think yeah, that's sorry. crazy, right? Because uh, because I I really love that in the terms of like the double lift was the problem conversation, and that you can make the argument that both double lift was the problem and also the solution for yeah. for both these teams. It, it's just it is literally the double lift finals, which is very funny because well, I do think, and I understandably, by the way, I know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, we're talking about double lift." But I do think um, that it's got it all. It's got Jensen Bjergsen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's got Jat yeah. versus TSM. You know, because I don't know, Jat's a TSM fan or something. Yeah, people would say TSM, TSM Jat, really the that. betrayal. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, how do how well before we get to next year? How well does TSM do at Worlds? Um, this this specific take was less. <laughs> worlds based because i don't think like regarding my take as far as next year i think their world's performance doesn't particularly matter because uh, it's more business it's more <laughs> business. like you're dodging the okay. question his point is I, that like, they're gonna bust you out in groups yeah that's, that's my, what yeah, you're yeah. saying saying that's it. what i'm saying I'm, I'm saying they're gonna bust out in groups but my take is more about spika's trade value based on his performance okay and like because it's what i'm saying is going into the 2021 split if spika has a uh, LCS championship under his belt, or even LCS, LCS finals appearance under his belt, then to TSM, he is a more valuable trade asset. Um, so what I'm thinking, because they have Biofrost, who to me, Biofrost should not be in Academy. He's too good for Academy. And they're going to play Treats regardless, because I think I think they've decided Treats is their main player. So wait, what's this so trade? They're going to trade away biofrost and spika as a package deal and in in like they could for this there are, here are four teams that have a good jungler and a bad support who would be willing to take this trade so imt w- could trade x smithy for gay or hakuho um golden guardians could trade closer and Huhi 
for Speak of Biofrost. Evil Geniuses could trade back Svenskaren and Zazel, and Evil Geniuses would be upgrading support from Zazel to Biofrost. Or hundred or sorry, FlyQuest could get could trade Santorin and Ignar. You missed the most obvious one. Which is which is they TSM trades these to Cloud9 after Cloud9 sells their star players to another team, and then Cloud9 begins to make those TSM players look incredible. Well, I, uh, it could be the case. I, this this uh, four trades that they could pull off are a little crazy. I was going to say, I just think they're in a good position. Um, regardless, I think you can still hold on to Biofrost while you're shopping around trying to figure out your roster for 2021. I was just going to say, I think that they're in a good, a very solid position, assuming, you know, this this lineup. If this lineup can make worlds, then you are in a great position for 2021. Is is where I was going to agree with the caller on on this. I would, well, I wasn't ready to jump down a trade rabbit hole. Yeah, the I think when I was, go ahead. The point I was making was that I don't think TSM wants to commit to Speako for a long term jungle spot. I think that best case scenario for them is that they get him some experience under his belt and an LCS title maybe because then he becomes more valuable. Uh, to other teams, and like nobody's gonna buy into Spika if he becomes another TSM jungler who didn't do shit, like Acadian or Grig or Dardock or. I don't know. Dignitas seems to buy that. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, who gives a shit what Dignitas thinks right now? Um, I mean, again, C9 picked up Svenskaren. Well, that's why I'm saying Svenskaren and Santorin are both former TSM assets that are both highly valuable in my opinion right now. And if TSM's looking in past TSM players. Uh, so back to back <laughs> this this year. Let's let's go back to TSM. And by the way, hey, really quickly, just your before we get to Mark's thing, you can't start closer treats and broken blades, which I think is one of your scenarios. That is fair. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I that's a good point. <clears throat> go ahead, Mark. Yeah, that's that's why I thought you wanted to hold on to Biofrost and trade treats or something, and then get a like I don't know Santorin or. Uh, I don't know. The whole thing's a, a weird thing to me. So let's go back to this year where we don't have to speculate too much and we can talk about how the lineup's actually doing. Because some people also think Bjerg should be an MVP candidate, which I also think is an interesting part of this this conversation with TSM and their late season resurgence. Uh, I had tweeted it out. People seem to think it's um, a conversation. I think Bjergsen's been great this split. I think he has not really ever been bad at all this split. I think there's been times where he's been ineffective i guess you would say or like hasn't been able to influence the game but that's usually like more about how his team's playing than him and then like when his team's playing well he's a fucking monster and so they've had some shot calling problems it seems like with the swap out they've had some draft things where they're trying a lot of weird stuff um but bjergsen has been super consistent the entire time uh individually he's playing well in terms of his solo kills his uh you know just overall laning stats are still good uh he's he's been he's been great uh, so like, I don't know if I go all the way to MVP without them doing something really crazy at the end of the split, like finishing number one or something. Um, I, I think it's, it's a tight MVP debate though. Between who are all the people that are in your MVP debate? I think it's core JJ more than Jensen for TL. If I was going to throw my weight behind someone, I think it's, I think it's core. And I think he's been really incredible. Um, I think 
for for C9 still blabber even though that he's struggling and C9 struggling like, Yeah, the tough it, problem is is like MVP voting starts after this weekend. So blabber right. needs to look really good this week cuz I feel like for, unfortunately for him there's already some recency bias in this stuff and like Yeah, I mean recency bias is is obviously going to matter. Yeah. His his first half of the split was absolutely dominant and so like I I do want people to remember that. Um they won't. They won't. I think Depending on what happens, you know, like if TSM drops out and Bjerg doesn't look good, then maybe he's not, you know, it is core JJs. And then if they rally and they get to get first, that'd be incredible. If they just get second, but Bjergsen's still popping off and they go 2-0, it's still, you know, pretty incredible. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. There's a lot of people in the chat saying it really comes down to the TSM TL game this weekend. Which I think is interesting. I think it depends, you know, how they look in it. Like, I think Core JJ could lose that game, but pop off and Beer could suck, or vice versa. You know, like TL yeah. could win, Core ints to double but lift. Still means it comes down to it, which is interesting. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so does TSM win? Uh, honestly, here's the problem for me. I actually have no clue who's going to win worlds or sorry um summer finals right now like it's cool right not yeah. knowing well yeah. here's my reasoning as a dsm fan and just as a general lcs fan is i feel like bjergsen and Dumblift are two of the least tiltable players in a five game series in the lcs and i think like based on the last couple of years jensen and zven for Team Liquid and Cloud9, respectively, are two of the more emotional and like easily tiltable in a five-game series. So I'm thinking, like, I'm hoping at least that TSM's resolution, constitution, helps them like push through these last few weeks. Are you confident in treats? Speaking, um, yeah, I was about to say there Broken there Blade? are other people on the team. Um, yeah, well, I think Broken... I actually think they're pretty like yeah. Treats, this is gonna be his first time, you know. Yeah. I think Broken Blade is a monster. I think people have been like doubting him for no reason for the last the last split. I think he's been great. Um, I don't know about Speaker honestly. I've I didn't I've never been confident in a TSM jungler since since Karen left. So I don't know what to say about that. But either way, um, I'm really I'm really excited for this upcoming split, and I and I'm really confident that TSM is gonna pull it out in the end. I don't think that. Uh, Cloud Nine's looking good, and I don't think that uh, Team Liquid is dynamic enough. I think I think TSM is too like multi-dimensional for Team Liquid to deal with. I don't with really care who, who wins, but I do hope Cloud Nine turns it back on because I think it'd be super disappointing if like we it's don't even bad. even if like they end up in some third place match and don't really look good. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm interested in the the actual head-to-head versus TL because I could see it going either way. Like. Okay, yeah, Broken Blade has more dynamic champ pool than than Impact, but Impact can also maybe just absorb all that. Core JJ is a beast playmaker, but maybe Doublelift can keep him locked down in lane with good laning. Jensen and Bjergsen always go back and forth. The junglers are a question mark for both. Broxa has a shitload of experience, but has been struggling a little bit to integrate with his team. But like when you're talking about tilt proof, like I think the guy who played a World Finals is probably less tiltable than Spika. You know, so like. I actually do think it's a, it's a really interesting matchup, and we'll learn a lot um, from this one because the first time they played doesn't fucking matter. TSM was nothing like they are now, um, and they were a bit of a dumpster fire. 
It's all the way back um, week one or whatever. Yeah, go ahead, McCallum. Uh, just as far as before I go, as far as the second half of my take, do you guys think that could you at least concede to me that TSM with Svenskan or Santorin in the jungle treat support looks better than well, Spiga? I don't yeah. think that they will pick up Svenskaren. I think that that's not very likely. It doesn't feel like a TSM move. I know they reunited a bunch of people previously, but I just don't. Like, uh, uh, so not... you, th you think the Svenskaren bridge is burned, but the Santorin bridge isn't burned? My bigger I... question is, what are you doing with Broken Blade? Well, Santorin and Svenskaren are both in a residence at this point because yeah. they've been around. Oh, since actually, forever. I forgot about Santorin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Santorin is. Because Santorin was here playing in like. Yeah, Challenger. With, with He's been TSM. a resident for a while, I think. Yeah, I actually totally forgot about that. Um, My brain booms. He was on so he was like on Apex or something random, and it let him get a really early residence. Um, I think it was a gold coin just, United or some shit. Yeah, I. Here's the here's the thing. I, I don't ever see TSM making. They never seem to be like you know what the answer to our jungle situation is. Like one of our previous junglers who looks good now. It's always like we found this random ass jungler and like. Here's the person that we're gonna bring in. I just I don't see them picking up Santorin or or Sven, but may, maybe I just I, I don't think so. Santorin could happen. I'm more on the Santorin train than the Sven one. Santorin looks really really good right now. I would I would throw money if I was a GM. I'd throw a fucking boat at Santorin because his contract up this year, right? I'm not Ooh. sure. I'm not sure. Hey, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the final caller? Uh, second time calling in. Thank, I really appreciate it. This is, both of these calls, this split, have been uh, the highlights of my week. So I look forward to uh, the split. I hope TSM beats Team Liquid. And I uh, I don't know. Everybody sign up for that draft buff. That draft buff, <laughs> draft royale. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the draft buff, by the way. They, they don't sponsor the show, but they are. Uh, we, we are continuing to do draft royales sponsored draft royals and I did not do as well this split or this weekend even though I mostly drafted TL players. I don't don't know what went wrong. Anyway, thank you so much for the call. Yep. Have a good night. Uh Mark, I have a question for you really quickly. Santorin is up for, for money making this year. Do you if you're Santorin or Svenskaren, do you join TSM? Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, if they made worlds this year, like let's say TSM goes and TL does, or excuse me, uh, FlyQuest doesn't or something, isn't that kind of an attractive offer? Like, yeah, you're, you're probably I thinking just, hey, uh, I'm better than Spica. And the, the if, rest if of I'm stuff. a if I'm a jungler, I just feel like I'm a little wary of going to TSM. But I think Santorin didn't dislike it, if I remember. I don't. I think he speaks somewhat highly of his time there, if I remember. He seems to really, like, Santorin's a very nice person, but when I interview him, he seems to really enjoy the idea of beating TSM. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. And, and feelings change, you know, like. Oh, I just I think never... in general, regardless of who you are as a jungler, I think you, I, I almost wonder if that's part of the reason why they haven't had very many, like, really well-known, popular junglers for a while, because. I, I mean, they've also they they don't shell out money for. Yes, I mean that's what I'm talking saying. Like part of what I'm saying is like they oh, don't yeah. pay top of market, and you go over there and like if you're a jungler, what is your what should your prediction be on how that's going to go for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the jungle thing does get a little blown out of portion. Like, 
Sven was good for a while there. Santorum was good for a while there. They both got on to have careers afterwards that are fine. Um, yeah, they've got Mike, fine careers Mike, now. Well, no, they have fine careers then too. Like they fucking won splits with them, and then they yeah, went yeah. to Worlds and stuff. Like, yeah, now that they're still fair. doing well. Like, I don't know. Last I will say, I'm the other thing. Real quick is just about TSM's like surge, like. I know some people were, were talking about like downplaying their their week seven, but it was against Dig and CLG, which I think is worth noting that they had lost to FlyQuest in week six, and then their until this weekend, their most recent wins were Hundred Thieves, Dig, and CLG. We're sorry, we're talking about TSM. Yeah, because I think uh, there's like. I still was surprised to see them, even though they were on it. They had a two a week the week before. I was surprised that TSM looked that this good this this weekend. Yeah. After um, because they also had the the thing and where again, they, oh, our 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 shot calling was was mixed, and we had to sort that out and stuff. Like the team bench to player was only beating the bottom teams, only being the bottom teams as far as we knew, because that's what their schedule was. And then uh, we're also talking about problems they were having. Well, so again. Like, one of the teams that they beat this weekend was second half of the split C9. So, I mean, if you're winning against that team, are you really getting that much credibility? You know what I'm saying? I mean, they also, they also beat EG, who's like two and six in the back. You know, like they saw, you know, they're terrible too. TSM still hasn't beat anyone. What are we talking about? Have Actually, yeah. Has TSM, when was the last time that they beat somebody who had a, like a a good recent who was record? On a, on a good recent record? Oh, God, dude. Um, the Immortals doesn't count, does it? I thought they <laughs> lost to. Oh no, they lost to Immortals. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, uh, Golden Guardians wasn't quite hot yet when they beat them. They beat EG before EG was bad. But maybe they beat. C was CLG good? Uh, they beat CLG when CLG was like starting to to lose. I mean, uh, I'm looking at all their wins. I'm actually having a hard time coming up with something that was okay. Well, uh, I hadn't really thought about that, but I'm glad we just realized that. Anyway, I I, I still stand by that. C9 is a good team. Uh, yeah. I think they're struggling, but like I, I still think beating them is an accomplishment. Yeah, I I don't. <laughs> I guess what I would say is like, I do think TSM is good based off of this weekend. But it is it, actually it, kind of crazy that you can't find a time in which TSM had like a team a victory against a team that was on like a good streak or yeah like, they never like ended it. someone's three zero run yeah or, like you know of like a good team I guess they end, no Dig was Dig had already lost again because Dig had that little spurt but Golden Guardians had already ended that spurt <laughs> okay well all right anyway <laughs> I meant to. I meant to hype TSM with this, and then I fucking shot it in the foot. Yeah, that's actually wild. I uh, like how Closer shows up for one second and says Golden Guardians is too good. <laughs> we're not we're not talking about Golden Guardians at all. Closer just shows up. Well, with I think he's saying. I think what Closer's saying is Golden Guardians are really good, and when TSM beat them back in Week Four, that was a a, mm. a, a strong win. Is what 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 Closer's saying? Okay, well. Congratulations to TSM fans! You've got you've got your week four victory against Golden Guardians to to feel like a, a big accomplishment was made. Hmm. All right.
I, I, I don't care about the strength of schedule opponent. Okay. TSM's good. Fuck, fuck my own point. I hate my own point. Well, yeah, because you didn't mean to make that point. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to. All right, let's go to the last caller. Uh, that's really interesting. How's it going, closer? Good to see you. Turtle bite. Thank you for the three months. Uh, slugger, eighteen. Thank you. Uh, Simon, please thank you for the ten months. Uh, diverse player, incredible bearman, and C Nolan twenty. Uh, if you guys have a Twitch Prime, even if you're listening to the podcast or the YouTube thing, you just popping over if you have this Prime sub that maybe you never use because maybe you don't watch very much Twitch. You just toss it this this way. It's actually quite helpful. So thank you to uh, everybody who does that. I see it sometimes. I'll go and look and I'll see like, oh, randomly this person subbed on like the middle of a Wednesday when I wasn't streaming. And that's always quite nice. Hell's right. Thank you for the seven months. Just waiting on Mark, who is... Uh, in deep negotiations with <clears throat> our final caller. I'm not sure what's going on over there, but yeah. So this guy, uh, he's he's a little quiet. He sounds like an ant or a fly right now, but I didn't want to you stalling. Flopped King, where are you calling from? Uh, Brisbane, Australia. From Brisbane, Australia? I love the fact that you're calling from the other side of the planet, and that's, but then you sound very quiet. So quiet. Uh, what yeah. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the fact that I'm not too worried about Worlds because uh, the UFC did, uh, they put on four shows on Fight Island, which is an island in the middle of the Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. And uh, I'm not too worried about it. If they can put on four shows in the peak of uh, coronavirus with uh, fighters from across the planet, um, I don't see a problem with a whole bunch of gamers being in China. Okay. So for those, sorry again for anybody listening and having a hard time hearing it. The idea is UFC put on a event in uh, on an island, so they kind of figured out the safe way to do this thing, and uh, it seemed to go okay. But uh, here's my problem, Slup King. That was an I island, whereas my understanding of at least, and, and I, China and the US are in different places right now at, with the virus, but... The U.S. sports that have tried to do bubbles, I think, have not, like, there have been incidents. They've, I think they've mostly gone okay, but, like, I was just reading today about an MLB team who had, like, a big outbreak and, like, a game had to get canceled because of it. So, uh, I, I guess I'm a little, like, I would still bet that everything goes mostly okay with the, the world's bubble, but I am, I'm a little surprised at how, I had this conversation with somebody um, a day or two ago. If you were not in the league esports world and you heard, maybe you're just like into gaming or something like that, and you heard Riot is still going to host worlds and fly a bunch of people to China from all over the world during this, I think a lot of people would be kind of skeptical uh, that this is happening. And I'm not saying worlds shouldn't happen, but like I do, it is somewhat surprising to me that this is not being considered, you know, as controversial as I think maybe it could be. Well, I think so. The bubbles, there's the ML, MLB is not bubbled. Right. And the Cardinals are apparently having problems. I saw, I think Fionn was tweeting about this. Uh, but then the NBA is bubbled and it seems okay. NBA fight... I thought had a breakout and they also had some NBA players that got, that left the bubble. Um, I think, I mean, that's, that's them being, I mean, maybe gamers are going to be stupid too, but gamers are generally shut in. So the idea that yes. it's like, hey, you have to stay inside is like, 
Yeah, so I, my, like the story that I heard was like one of the NBA, and maybe I got like this wrong, so feel free something. to correct me. But like apparently a, a rapper uh, posted a, a picture on social media of him with an NBA athlete at a club and then like deleted the tweet and was like, oh, I was just reminiscing on old times. And then, yeah, Jack, Jack Har- Harlow. And, um, <laughs> and then, no, they were at a strip club. Okay. So this is a story that feels less likely to happen <laughs> for all esports yeah. players, but it's still like is evidence to me that, you know, People will not always respect. I mean, the there's always these kind of like the NBA. For being honest, has a lot of hilarious stories <laughs> about shit like that, like J.R. Smith, like getting in the club and getting drunk and like hitting up Rihanna or some shit the night before a finals. I forget what it was. It was just like ridiculous. Um, they did have some. Tr- I know some people like tested positive or some point, but I think the bubble. The bubbles that are, are are actually working for the most part, like because you you go there and you have to spend two weeks basically in quarant like self quarantine before you're able to like interact in the bubble, as I understand it, and yeah. you're getting tested during this time, and so like it's pretty likely to deal with this. So like I can understand some people being like, "Oh my god, gut reaction flying to China during a global pandemic. What the fuck?" But like I think if you actually dig into how it's supposed to work, it does seem pretty reasonable you go you fly there you sit alone for two weeks or like with the people you flew with you wait to see if anyone tests positive and you isolate them and then you go from there they wonder... also sorry oh, okay hang on you got loud uh yeah am i allowed too loud now i just changed some settings yeah you're sorry uh, no you're good you're i'd good, rather you be there than the other yeah, way you're fine i just you were loud okay sorry continue they've also put on cards in vegas as well it's not just the fight. I was just using Fight Island as a way of like they've literally they that was the bubble example, but they've also done it in Vegas as well. So it's they've done it they've done it in Jacksonville, which is the very first one, mind you. They're also the only people that have put on multiple major events during this pandemic. I don't see anybody else putting on. You know, I think they've done eight or nine shows now. Since, You're talking about in the U.S. I assume. Uh, no, they've done they've done four in the U.S. And they've put on four fights in uh, Abu Dhabi. Well, when you say major events, I mean I think, like I've I've seen footage, and again I'm not very much like Mark in most things. I am not very well educated on on this specific topic, but uh, I know like Korea baseball has resumed, or I've seen some some games that have been happening over there. So it's not like sports everywhere. It's not like UFC is the only one doing this stuff, but um, I that's a good point. Twitch has raising about how like uh, the the length of the thing like ufc is not a great comparison because it's one one night or something whereas yeah. the nba is at least like an ongoing season which worlds will be closer to of like a over a month period well the the example was purely because it's not only the fighters it's also the staff you got the staff you got the people who are coming like the coaches etc who are with them not to mention whatever whoever else came with them um and uh, a, f- a fight goes for nine hours. So, like, I, I would say I, I don't, I've never been to a league event personally, um, but I don't think league events go for nine hours. Well, we're talking uh, about the length uh, of the event. Yeah. Also, we mean like oh, the yeah, the people fights the people go who, for one night. League goes pe- for yeah a month. Yeah. The people who were at Fight Island were they were there for a month total, so they oh, had okay. to interact Ooh. with everybody for a month. Right, but you have no like, one left. 
you have to get there before the actual event starts. So like, yes, that's true. Yeah. So, so worlds with a bubble system would need to it's about six or seven weeks through finals. Start. Right? Yeah. Like I your, mean, your, your boot camp right. would need to. I wonder if they're flying everybody over on, like if they're booking out entire planes. I would say so. Right. I mean, I'm guessing, I'm guessing they are. Well, I mean, not to mention, I mean, these, these are people under contract. You know, it's quite easy for an org to just say, hey, you know, we're going to get everything for you. It's going to be taken care of. I, I would say that uh, uh, Riot Games would actually take care of everything. They would have all the food would be provided by uh, specific, like, uh, places. All their uh, gear would be brought in from a specific vendor. Like, I think it would... It'd, yeah, yeah. I have no do doubt it, so. that Riot is going to do smart things for to make this work. Um <laughs> I have been to enough uh, riot events that I know how neurotic they are about a million little things, and it, what is normally very annoying to me, I think, will actually make them successful in uh, in this scenario. But I I still think there's like I think it's good that they're doing worlds. I still think that there's more risk than perhaps people are considering. And I don't think that this is like as much of a sure thing slam dunk. Like I would not be surprised if we hear, uh oh, like something happened. Uh this team like is gonna have their games played later because there was a scare or something. I don't know. Like I I just think it'll be interesting, um, to sort of see how it plays out. I found out today that I will not be going uh to Worlds. Oh, yeah. Um so I, I think I'm going to be doing the the normal caster schedule thing. Hopefully, Riot is able to set up like a remote setup. Where, but I think I'm going to be doing interviews from my office like in the middle of the night. And do you want a bubble with me? We can make our own bubble. Are you going to bring the cats? Probably. Yes. We can, we can have your your little zone set up to be different. Um. Anyway, I. I got to be honest, like, I'm happy that I'm not, like, I, I wish it was a regular year, right, where I could go to Worlds. Uh, I, I prefer to do that, it, it, like, for a million reasons, including it just, like, I think the content won't be as good. But I'm <laughs> just imagining having to explain to my family, like, hey, I'm going to go to China in the middle of all this. And I just, I know that they would be super worried and um, uncomfortable and... I don't know. I'm, I mean, the the real risk is the rest of the world to us, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. But I think, I think there's there's that, but also there's the fact that like right now, staying inside is safer than getting on a plane and flying to another country. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I I just think uh like I saw a graph or like a, a map of like where the U.S. can travel right now, and it's like two countries. No one wants us. Yeah, I don't know if there's special like you know travel visas for pro athlete thing yeah i mean there are there are some the the government is definitely i mean red's definitely working with the chinese government to make it work because i don't think that you can like i think you need a lot of special exceptions to get visas right now i, I mean that yeah. was one of the things i found out when i was looking into this stuff is like i would need riots help essentially to get over there if i was going to yeah i wouldn't be surprised if you know like i wonder if it would just be like yep north america's fucked can't get over it. <laughs> you know like yeah. they just run worlds and they, they without us you know like I, I would honestly rather them run worlds without us if if we if the we can't if north america can't get there i personally don't know how you guys go outside i mean i definitely don't think they're canceling worlds because na can't compete that's that's the yeah <laughs> but I, yeah. i'm very confident that that riot will 
figure out a way to get the NA players over. Yeah. Um, because to your point, I think they'll do like a very special, they'll just hazmat everybody into a hotel for 14 days. Yeah. Uh, as I said before, I don't know how these guys go outside. No, go America's, ahead. The number of cases in America scares the crap out of me. Yep. I, uh, I imagine I, living I, here. I haven't, I haven't, I've left my house maybe 30 times since February 28th. Yeah. I'm scared. And we have, we have like a less than a 10th of the cases that you guys have. Yep. Well, either way, uh, I appreciate that you called in with a world state cause I did kind of want to talk on it. And I thought, you know, I like all this weird nerdy anything. stuff as well. What's that? I, I like a lot of the back end questions, uh, conversation that you guys have on the show. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Either way, thanks so much for calling in Slept King and hope, uh, you keep holding it down in Australia Earth. and I will catch you next time. Yeah. Oh, do you have anything you want to shout out? Sorry. Uh, shout out to Alienware. And uh, wear a mask, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye. All right. That is the show. Mark, uh, anything you want to talk about or say before we say goodbye? Any shout outs? Um, no. I don't think there's any new developments. I think our Mark and I filmed a, ch a video. Talking oh, about for, for my book channel, which people can go follow, Travis Gafford Books on YouTube. Uh, if you are interested in more of Mark and I may be talking about stuff that isn't League of Legends, which I don't I know why you would. I, I don't know why people like us talking about League of Legends, but uh, you can go check that out. Um, it's going to go up this week. I'm almost certain. If not, my intro video to the channel will go up, explaining a lot of stuff, and then it'll go up next week. But you can go subscribe to that. And uh, the first the first video is going to be me talking about which fantasy books I think people should get into. So if you've been hearing us talk a lot about that, um, you can learn more there. And I'm trying to think if there's anything to... Oh, go check out my Dash interview. I did a very long-form interview with Dash. Also, I have one talking to Steve about something that will come out next week. Either way... Thank you so much, uh, Mark, for the show. Bye. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's how we're ending it. Well, I, yeah, because I want you to end it so I can ask you a question. Oh, episode 134 of Hotline League in the can.